Hey gang, welcome to our, we don't know what episode number this is because we're releasing things in different orders. However, we are, we are very excited because not only do we have some Jersey people on the line, we have our first couple on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Super exciting. And they're not in the same location. If you guys are wondering, they're in two separate locations. Yeah. We're following strict quarantine rules as per the government says. I was still working uh, until about a week and a half ago. So we want to make sure I was okay before I brought her brought her around to endanger her people. So we're trying to follow the rules a little bit, yeah. which isn't and, really the case. And it is their anniversary. So yes, we're going to get happy anniversary. And talk about anniversary. dating during the quarantine, which I think dating is tough enough to begin with. Yeah. Now add a government rule. It's just like a, I've just shut a little bit off. of a shit show, but yeah. that's fine. So today on the show, we have Michael and Michelle. We have Michael Vitiello, um, who is actually the third generation restaurant owner of Queen Italian, a restaurant in Brooklyn. If you're on a diet, do not follow his page no. because it will make you salivate every single day. Uh, he's originally from New Jersey and he is a big fan of eating and drinking, which is what a lot of us are doing right now in the quarantine life. Yeah, it's like what we love to do anyway. It is so. what we love to do. And what he's currently doing is trying to help some of us um, attempt to cook some of these meals and make some of these normal dishes um, that he would normally serve in his restaurant on your regular home channel. And then we also That's have it. Michelle... Hague, Irene, I probably fucked that up as well, and that's fine. <laughs> she said that's no. perfect. You did good. Good. Um, a fellow Jersey girl, so she's a blonde bombshell. For those of you who can't see, you'll see a picture of her. Yeah. Uh, and Michael, obviously, is very lucky. Um, <laughs> yes, also, not just beautiful, but she's also a spin instructor um, in Morristown and Bernardsville. And today, like I said, is actually their four-month anniversary. Um, they haven't seen each other for three weeks. So we're a part of your anniversary today. So yeah. it's basically, du- we're on a double us. date. We're very excited. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Most of our life anyway, we're always like the third wheel collectively. Collectively. So it's cool. We are a power couple, even we though we're not dating. And that's fine. Yeah. Great job. So um, I think what's really interesting, Michael, obviously, I think I just randomly, I follow like Italian pages all the time. I'm Italian, Gritty's Italian. We all have a lot of vowels in our names. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came Thank across God. your restaurant and it's amazing. So like fourth generation, I mean, how did it kind of come to be? Did you start like sweeping the floors when you were five years old? Yeah, I went to, so I went to, uh, I, I used to go to work with my dad while I was going through school. I went to high school in uh, Bergen County, Bergen Catholic, and then uh, I went to uh, Fairfield University University for like six months uh, and then I kind of it wasn't for me going away to college for a lot of reasons kind of had a little fun for six months didn't really go to class but uh, you know I always wanted to be in the restaurant and then I went into business you know my, well I didn't go into business I started scrubbing the floors where the garbage goes out making $300 a week uh, because my you know my dad wanted me to earn the respect of the crew because uh, we've had crew that have worked there for almost 45 years some of them uh, so I started from the bottom. That's the way you were in the crew. You have to work harder and longer than everyone to get that respect. So that's how it happened. But uh, now it's 12 years been there at the Queen. And uh, it's been a lot, you know, it's been a lot of great times and uh, a lot of hard work. I mean, I never had this much time off in my life. I'm usually working six days a week, 15 hours a day. So I'm trying to figure out what to do with myself here. <laughs> yeah, so you said this is the first time you've had off in 12 years. And so, Michelle, I'm sure this is maybe interesting for you as well, because I'm sure your relationship has evolved maybe when, you know, Michael was a workaholic and you have your own career going on and kind of like, how have you guys navigated that a little bit, especially then the quarantine thrown on there and like 
you know, how did how the evolution of that come to be and balancing that? Or if there even is balance in a relationship with life-work balance? Well, we picked up where we left off, so it doesn't even feel like that, even mm-hmm. though there has been eight years in between. Wow. Yeah. Few people so. in between, too. So, but you, you know, when it's right, it's right, you know. Uh, you know, it's when, when it comes to the whole working thing and like the schedule, it's, it's kind of basically, it comes down to you put as much in as what you want back. It's like how much you want to see someone. That's how much effort. If someone, ha- if someone wants to see you, they're going to put the effort in. Well, you know yeah. what? That's good for any girl or guy that's listening, but mostly girls, because that's like a, the, one of the biggest, I think like guys are just like, I don't have time or girls are like, I don't have time. And you just fucking drop the bomb on that. Like if you want to see someone, you put the work in. And then, I mean, I'm not going to take credit for that. She goes out of her way. She drives, you know, she knows I work yeah, late. But you but also brought time for her. Yeah, I mean, it'll be easier for me to go to bed when I get home. But, you know, <laughs> 10, three, but she, Yeah, I got weird hours, but uh, she she makes it work and she put that extra effort in that. Uh, that was always missing for a lot of a lot of years and a lot of relationships I was in. And uh, she makes my life pretty, pretty easy. Uh, you know, I haven't been, so you know, th- three weeks into us like hanging out, I'm like, you know, here's the key to my apartment. Like I trust you in every way. And I'm like, it just make our relationship easier because you don't have to wait till 10, 10 o'clock when I get home and whatever, whatever. So she really, uh, stepped up to the plate with, uh, being a great girlfriend and, uh, a lot of, a lot of nice stuff. And, uh, I'm lucky to have her. I'll say that I put a little bit of effort in too, but you know, that's uh, on my day off. A lot of effort into every single thing he does. That's why I would never even think twice about driving 45 minutes to an hour to seeing him or, Every I don't care that our dinner's at 9 p.m. Uh, it's worth every second. I make him a nice dinner, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> he like owns a restaurant or something, I heard. Something he probably can cook a good meal, you know. I've sure got some stuff. friends in New York will say that. <laughs> you know. Well, I think with any relationship, whether it's a friendship or a business relationship or romantic, I mean, it's all, I've talked about this before, it's all about emotional negotiations and kind of saying like, listen, these are my terms and agreements of what I need to feel like, you know, I'm bringing to the table and you're being a partner. And it sounds like you guys have this like very much so mutual respect for each other of kind of understanding like your balance with that and what both of you need to feel like you're still getting the attention that you want, which I think can be hard. Like I said, for any kind of relationship doesn't always mean romantic. It can can be anything, you know? So has there been anything, Michael, that you've learned from kind of balancing a romantic relationship that maybe you've gracefully taken over into work relationships that, you know, with what I learned in that situation is, you know, you you should try to leave your your work shit at work as much as possible and enjoy. I don't get a lot of spare time in the, the valuable asset of my life is time. Uh, and that's something you need to enjoy when you can, whether it's right after work or, you know, the shit's still going to be there the next day. So you, you just enjoy your time like, uh, when you can, when you're free, whether it's nine thirty at night, 10 in the morning, you know, you got to make the best of it. And, uh, it's, that's, that's really the case with that. I mean, we keep things pretty romantic. I'm not going to lie. You know, we said, like, you know, even if she's coming here to eat, you know, to get takeout or I'll bring food from the restaurant or something like that. We'll set it up like we're out at a restaurant or on a date and stuff. And, uh, you know, that, that's, it's also, uh, they have a say, you know, the two of the same energies can kind of get along together. We both are very like, go, 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 go. I mean, like we were on a, a two week binge or bender, we want to call it doing stuff. And like, it went from, uh, for Val, uh, I'll say with the Valentine's Day, we, we I flew, we went to Florida for the night for dinner for Valentine's Day, surprise there. And then Monday night we went to Rayo's, we got invited to Rayo's in the city. So we went there. Like, 
I went to work on Sunday. It was it was like, and we just both wanted to just spend the time together, and have fun, and uh, we were both ready to go. Boom, boom, boom. So it, some people would be like, "Calm the fuck down." Respond you know? to your text. Michael flew his girlfriend to Florida. So if a guy For says, "I didn't see my phone," they're full of shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, it was. You know, listen, we could buy a lot of nice gifts. No one gives a fuck about that. It's about experiences, in my opinion. So uh, we have a memory, a lot of good memories. So like, I surprised on Valentine's Day. I was fun and then there's a lot more surprises to come just right now we can't do shit so. oh, <laughs> and so michelle oh. how has kind of your career evolved like have you always been to health and fitness or kind of like how did that happen for you and you know did you go to school for something else and you, you kind of just yeah i was uh communications and journalism at fairfield university in connecticut and um i was in the publishing world for a bit doing interviews with all like teen celebrities at j14 twist m like all those teeny bopper magazines and then I was doing some marketing and then I took a few months off and I was like, I feel I always loved music and I have so much energy and I was always into working out and I did a whole spin boot camp and I was like, this is my, this is my thing. So I've been doing it since September, but I've been training since probably a year now. So I'm really I'm into it. I'm doing live it's classes now on Zoom, which is a whole other element during this yeah, quarantine. You both are quarantined, with so and both of you kind of sounds like you're kind of you know take a lot of pride in your work and career, and, and you're so like both very active people. Yes, yeah, like, so, yeah. He says yeah. I feed people, and then you work. <laughs> you I feed them, and then she you cuts the weight off. Them. We're gonna we're gonna buy a strip mall and open a restaurant. And spin you studio guys are on yeah. something. You go <laughs> and <you're> entertaining, <laughs> like yeah. people, and then go do a spin class the next. So basically, you guys are gonna be a power couple. Oh. Everyone's gonna go um, be in, into all the pasta and everything they can eat, and then Michelle's gonna help you burn it off. So definitely <laughs> make sure you get on top of that. So for both of you, though, I mean, I think um, you know, like mentors, obviously, and I'm sure Michael, maybe it's a little bit different for you, like being in a family business. But was there kind of you know somebody from a young age that like you saw and really had an influence on you and impact that maybe you learned some of that work ethic from? I don't think people like read a book and get work ethic. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you see it. Was there kind of something, maybe a piece of career advice you would give your younger self that maybe you should have like taken more seriously or something that was kind of like pivotal for you that you were like, okay, yeah, I get it. I gotta like take take this more seriously now. The, the best lesson I could personally give anyone, I always looked up to my dad and his work ethic. I never seen someone work as hard. Growing up, we never saw him. You know, it was like. He was always at work, and uh, one of the best things I, I can give advice for people, not even career-wise, life-wise, enjoy the time with your parents, because, like, you know, even though me and my dad are working half the time together, uh, we always look at it as, like, my brothers and my family never spent the time that I have with him, because I'm with him basically every day, and uh, we said, look, as a, whatever this is, broke our ass, but as life lesson being, we spent the time together that no one did, so that's kind of how we look at that time, and, you know, just looking at him the way he worked, it's like, it's a challenge for myself to be able to push as hard as him. I'm half his age and he still works like a friggin' ox. So mm -hmm. always say, when you have someone who's working like that, it's always good to see it. Yeah. So that's like a dying breed. I say, I think I said to my dad a lot too. Like, I don't know. I think it's just something about that generation. Like they, Michelle, yeah. kind of like what you were saying too, it's like the first person in last person out kind of mentality of like, you just grind and they didn't know anything else. And I, I think like nowadays, a lot of us millennials are this, they don't, they, we don't work. Yeah, or the they want to, you know, you see we people, do, but you see people yeah. on social media who have quote made it to the top, and they don't want to sweep the floor, they don't want to clean the toilets, and it's like that's what you have to do, I think, mm -hmm. to have success. So, like, what do you think for both of you would kind of be your definition of success over the years? Like, I think you know, maybe some people it's money, some people it's making your dad proud. Like, what would maybe be some 
resume gold star moments in your career that you were like, I'm really proud of that. I fucking did it. You, you go first, Someone Michelle. Knows. I know you probably is. Someone yeah. told me that they skipped a funeral to take my spin class once, and I was like, <laughs> all right. Yo, your class is like literally to die for, girl. Okay, you guys hear that? Your class is to That's die. A That's a banger alert. That's a banger alert, girl. Holy shit. Yeah. Comments like that when I get after my class, knowing that I impacted someone's day in a positive way, always gets me to keep like doing what I do, and it motivates me to you know keep trying harder and doing better classes and working on my music. I spend at least an hour and a half in Spotify every time before a playlist. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, she motivates a lot of people. And it's like, she like, she actually like kind of, it's interesting, like a lot of these spin people, in my opinion, I'm from the outside, like that you go in front of them, and it's like, they're like these like friggin' like, complete animals that all they do is spin and they go on to eat kale and they do all this. She's speaking to the people that do similar stuff to us. We go out, we drink these people in these, these neighborhoods, like in Morristown, whatever, what do they do? They sit there and spin all day? No, they have one spin class and they go out to a nice restaurant for dinner and they eat and they drink. Mm-hmm. All right, so she kind of they see what she's doing in her life, and I think it kind of uh, attracts a certain crowd of like real people that are like decent, not like you know crazy. It's health is a big part of it, but they're are realistic with what life is about, you know. And that's why I always admire her class, and she plays all old school music too, which is fresh. So it's oh, like yeah, yeah. I a lot of old school music. <laughs> that's that's the only music I listen to, so it works out. Do you have but, a Spotify channel people can follow you on? Um, I do have a Spotify. I do make a lot of my playlists private because I spend yes, so much time. People with jack that stuff. Yeah, but, it's like we leave the rest um, one one item during the quarantine. I'll make a lot public. Okay. I'm open to making it public. Okay, I like that. So, okay, I think this is also a really important question now because I think people again are having free time to reflect on things, and I think a lot of life we were talking about this earlier, like is retrospective. You look back yeah. and you think something mm-hmm. was a huge failure in your life or you're like, oh man, I was like really stuck at that point in my life or career or whatever. And looking back, you're like, had that not happened, I would not be where I was today. Was there any kind of like biggest failures that ended up being some of your biggest lessons or success later in life, being a little bit older that you feel like have gotten you to where you are now with, you know, your spin career and with your business and even just, you know, kind of just balancing life work balance in general. Can I steal that one for a minute? I got a great answer. So, uh, I think the people you surround yourself with uh, completely impact uh, your success in life and uh, where you are and how far you get. Uh, when you're around people that are not positive or motivating to you and look down on what you do or are not supportive, uh, that holds you back. Past experiences, other people that didn't accept what I did for a living because the hours, this, this, and that. And my life was kind of like this. I would fight with my family about stuff because uh, certain pressures I was getting. But when you find someone that really supports you and uh, channel- channels your inner passion, it kind of makes like a great like like a great atmosphere and like it kind of puts all the energy forward for your life to really explode so you have to choose a support system in your life and that's really up to you to do that's so so amazing to hear Mm because i think and michelle you maybe can speak to this too i think a lot of women feel like we can't be boss babes and like have a career because guys are intimidated and whatever and it's like i think it's just having the right partner who empowers you and accepts that about your life like Like he's done nothing but speak so highly of you since we started recording this so he's a obviously fan. he's a fan. I'm seeing her Friday. I want to be on her good side. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's definitely like you know he's speaking you up. He's like talking you up. So he's your hype man, is which I yeah. think every partner should be. But so like <laughs> she's my hype woman. I mean that's uh, she hypes me up the restaurant to everybody. So but listen, when they come in, we knock their shoes off. Just like if I send someone to her class, they leave not being able to walk. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great addition. The times he's come to my spin class, 
he's really brought up the hype for my audience. I have 32 people in there. He brought me flowers at the end. Oh my God. Oh. You have no idea. Oh, so you're the I, I also work like, with They look at your boyfriend and I'm like, if you don't start acting like Michael, we're breaking up tomorrow. So <laughs> that's that, that, nice. listening. Michael has set the bar high. You should maybe, I know you like, you know, specialize in, you know, having a restaurant and all that, but maybe if you want to teach some like underground dating classes to men, <laughs> Michelle, you know, you co-teach, I think it would be really helpful. Some Instagram live stories, people need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 100%. what I can test of the way I, I handle things in my relationship now is there's a lot of negative energy in the, in the past, a lot of stuff. So you need to use that negative and push to the positive. And like, if you have any bad thoughts, use it to make more of a positive time with someone else and stuff like that. So, uh, it's, it's uh, you gotta have the right person to make you want to do. So I I want to I see her and I challenge myself every day to make things better. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, when people say it's like like you're gonna meet someone when you last like least expect it, I guess it is true. I never believed it. <laughs> you guys had a drink together and the rest was you just started dating the next day. Is that what happened? No, well, so she was she, she was sitting two seats away from me, so I snuckly took the seat her seat place and put it right next to mine. So we were sitting next to each other during the meal because I knew uh, maybe something like would come out of it. You set it up. Power move. Well, we were next two seats away. So I, uh, you know, the groom was a friend. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. So what would you say, Michelle, would be maybe one thing that you admire about Michael, like a non-physical attribute about maybe his career or him as a person that like you've grown to re-admire after knowing him and then reconnecting again that you're just like, man, I wish I could like have more of that every day. His energy. Oh, energy. No doubt. He's so enthusiastic and energetic about any single thing he does, whether he's ordering takeout during the quarantine, whether he's going to work, whether he's getting his car washed, everything he does is like a thousand percent and it rubs off on me and I'm already kind of like that but now it's just next level because she's a lot like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay michael and what's your favorite non-physical attribute about michelle that you've realized that it just like really gets you going uh just the way she uh, i mean i there's two things but one main thing is the way she can handle herself and like you know i don't have to worry about her like you know we go to a lot of high level situations she like adds to like i bring i bring a i bring an energy when i come in and she's just like the extra force of energy and like we can work a room like you can't believe there's nothing like going out and like everyone like just coming up and trying to talk. So I don't have to worry about what she's doing. She, I know she's doing great uh, on her own with our families and, you know, meeting people, this, this and that. And uh, she, she puts, she has a, a very caring edge to everything, like little details that most people, I notice them because I'm a detail oriented person. Like some people wouldn't like, if like, I know, like, I don't, I could, I could pay people to clean my apartment and do my shit, but she does it out of the goodness of her heart sometimes. And, just the little details that she does make things all the more special. Cause I'm like, wow, I would have, if I could have thought I would have done that. And uh, it's, it, it impresses me because I'm a detail oriented person. And that's why the queen is the queen was all about details. And she, uh, she fits right in me. She's a detail oriented person. Yeah, There's stories on stories. Yeah. You have two Queens in your life. That's a lot to balance. I mean, you know, so I think, what would you uh-huh. say is maybe one of your strengths then as a business owner, maybe that like a, a personality trait or something that you've developed over the years that you're just like, yeah, I, I do balance a lot. Like I'm a good friend. I'm a good boss. I'm a good boyfriend. Like what would you say is something that you're like really just, I think people don't give themselves enough credit when they juggle a lot of knives sometimes. Um, what would you say is something you're just like, you want to pat yourself on the back for maybe that maybe you don't, people don't know about you. So or- one thing, one thing I learned that actually worked kind of fits with 
the restaurant. This is not the easiest way that things are done, but this is the way my dad and my family has always done it. It works in relationships. And always, it doesn't get you anywhere. It's better to close your mouth, get it done, and that's it. Even though you have to work harder, the dishes are piling up, the dishwasher doesn't come. You're going to sit there and scream at the fucking dishes. No. It's the same with the relationship. Things are not happy. You put your head down, you do what you have to do, and you let things cool down. Because if you just go off of uh, reaction, it's not going to be good. You have to be level-headed at certain stuff. Yeah, I'm a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. But when it comes to, you know, arguments and stuff, it's like, you know, you just, you got to keep it calm, put your head down, do the work, and then get past it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, and being, you know, being a boss, I, I look at myself as like, not the boss. I look at my dad the boss, as, as the boss, and I always will. And uh, just being knowing I work the hardest and, the longest probably as most members of the crew it kind of makes me feel feel good about uh what i do and being able to you know carry this thing on and in the relationship i know i put a good amount of effort in uh to what we do and uh that's why you know i know i give it my 100 percent. i can put my head down and i know and uh i did the right job by you same with the restaurant you know michelle was there somebody in your like life early on career-wise that maybe like you know you looked up to like michael with his dad i mean i know i always looked up to my dad with work ethic stuff as well. And mm-hmm. I think Christy with her too. parents. Yep. So was there somebody who was kind of just like, yeah, that's the vibe I want to have as well. Um, the person who taught me how to spin the, really? the person with the training with. Yeah. She calls me her mini me because I, <laughs> even though she's like 20 years older than me or so, she, you know, she's blonde. She has the same vibe with the music, the same energy on the bike. And she's like, she started spinning at the private studio that I did. And it's such a compliment that she calls me her mini me and clients have told her that. So it's like a compliment for me that I got a nine thirty AM on Saturdays. Like that's a big time slot. Yeah, that is five. So <laughs> people can take your classes online now currently still. Cause when we release this, I think we're going to still be in quarantine life and people are yeah. getting fatter by the day. Yes. Like what else are we doing? <clears throat> Eating, drinking, like just not living our best lives. So can people, you know, take your classes or how can they like yes. keep their sanity? Yeah. If they have a bike at home, it's $15 a class on rideandreflect.com. You can do a single class on Thursdays at 7 a.m. and Fridays at 4 p.m. right now. And um, there's $99 unlimited for any class. They do high intensity interval training with other instructors. They do Pilates, tone pulse burn, everything. $99 for a month every day. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, Michael, what's happening with the restaurant? Do you guys kind of like just have to follow suit with what New York is saying? Or like, are you going crazy? How are you keeping your sanity right now? <laughs> well, the, the way we're handling it, I'm keeping my sanity. Through everything. So basically, <laughs> we made that, you know, it was kind of tough. If it was just me here and I didn't have a girlfriend, I would probably still be trying to push open. Uh, but it, you got to make a decision for everyone's safety. You know, my dad was still going to work and my mom wouldn't let him come in the house without taking his clothes off of the the garage then she tried she locked him out of the house at 1 30 in the morning because like she didn't want to come in so we're like listen for you know we're lucky enough to be in a position where we could close and we're, we're going to be okay we were really working just to keep the payroll for the kitchen staff because they were uh we worked with them for over 40 years some of them and uh so what we just you know there's a lot of people grinding trying to stay open but at the end of the day you are risking the safety of the families of the people working and everything like that they come in every day to take a mass transit you know it, 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 these guys were in a rock and a hard place because they need to make their pay, but they didn't want to come in because they're scared. So yeah. we kind of figured that out after three weeks of being, able to, we were doing fine takeout delivery. We were doing, honestly, there was profit being made because we had half of the dining room, the dining room staff wasn't there. Right. So, you know, and those people are making tipped employees overtime. They're making 17 and a half an hour. It's like, you know, it, it kind of, the numbers kind of worked to our advantage, but when we decided to move for 
the, the heroic move that won't be talked about unless people ask me was we decided to pay everyone two weeks in full and we're going to close the door for two weeks. So we, cl- we closed the door with a, a level, level headed and we did the right thing. Listen, these guys over the years made us, made us tons of money, you know, mm-hmm. and it's our time to be there for them when they, you know, they come into work every day, break their ass. Just what we're there every day, breaking our ass. But right now is they were, they're in a tough place because, you know, these guys, they're, they're working in the kitchen. They got three kids. Some of them are, I've seen families grow up in my kitchen. Like I've seen the guys have their first kids. They have three kids now, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to be there for them. So we, we, we made it, we made them whole for two weeks and uh, we're going to talk again in two weeks. And we granted we could have waited for the stuff from the government coming. God knows if it's going to come. We don't play that ball game. We're, we're going to take matters at their own hands. And uh, so that's what we decided to do. I stopped going to work probably about three days before we actually closed because I was getting a little like, I don't know if I should go because I got Michelle and she's going to kill me. And uh, <laughs> It comes to the point where she respects my work, but then she's like, I haven't seen you in three weeks. So it's like, we usually see like a little too long. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the right move and we left. Uh, we did a little, uh, little something to give back uh, before we left for the FDNY and all the first responders. And then we kind of made the decision after like, you know, it's just, we, we were going to have to start doing some heavy prep work and this, this, and that sort of like, you know, we, thank God we were smart enough to foresee this going a certain way. We mm-hmm. started ordering uh, stuff just by the day. Uh, you know, so we were just like, we ne- we barely had any food left there. We had a couple, I told Michelle, a couple of bell peppers. My dad took them home on Saturday. He roasted them on the grill and made some roasted peppers. That's it. <laughs> so we're all set. Thank God he's going to live on after this, but. Mm-hmm. So do you have any advice maybe for while people are in this quarantine and, you know, like Christy and I started this pot, we've talked about this for a while and we finally, during the quarantine, we're like, what else are we doing? Yeah, There's probably going to be friends and homies who are like, let's just start a restaurant. Do you have any advice maybe for some? <laughs> Don't start a restaurant. Don't do it. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> you find another the right time to start a restaurant. <laughs> no, I'm saying afterwards when the economy comes back yeah. or, you know, maybe. Uh, people- what, what I want to tell people is. I want to tell people to support your local restaurants as much as possible. Yeah. They tried to stay open as long as they could, and they're going to be hurting now. And also, I'm not trying to sound like covering it. This is going to be a good time to pick up another restaurant. There's a lot of people hurting, and even by buying another restaurant right now, you're going to be helping these people out. Yeah. Uh, so, And it's going to be an interesting market, actually, in New York. There's going to be a surplus of very skilled workers. So there's a, the New York market goes like this. Sometimes there's a surplus of workers. Sometimes there's not, depending on what's going on with the workers, the Spanish, or whatever you have. But after this, there's going to be a surplus of very skilled waiters, bartenders, uh, kitchen guys. So we're going to be able to govern. Even though our guys are good, we're going to be able to run a tight ship because we're going to have a surplus. Oh, you, you don't want to do the job? Get the fuck out. You know, it's like, that's it. I get another guy here. You said if you wanted to pick up another restaurant, maybe that's like ready to fold and maybe go and partners with somebody just to kind of get them off their ass. You guys have that surplus there that would be so beneficial. So people work on your business plans to present to Michael. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, we're, we're looking so that we're looking in Jersey because New York's a little crazy right now. So uh, Jersey. Jersey strong. We, that was always my dream. Uh, I always wanted to open up a place and where I grew up just because I wanted to let everyone know I I, I did it, you know, and uh, I took my family's thing to New Jersey where everyone wants because we have people like we're from Bergen County uh, by Ordell by Ridgewood Paramus over there. And, uh, you know, everyone was everyone knew about the restaurant. Very few people came because for Bergen County people, Brooklyn's like. Yeah. another world it's I like lived in Rutherford for a little bit my dad yeah. was with Bergen so yeah it, yeah like, you know so but where I live in Weehawk and it's only six miles away right. My yeah. but that could be three hours but at the middle of the night it's 15 minutes so it's uh people have a mis- it's you know the bad idea about how far Brooklyn is I mean sometimes it takes a long time but uh it'd be nice to bring uh, our operation or some of what we do to uh, New Jersey 
uh, it's a little bit easier of a life in Jersey when it comes to minimum wage rulings and uh, stuff like that, regulations. New York is really choking out the small business. Even more so, we had, I don't want to say this, but during this time, according to the first day, we had to have the 8 o'clock curfew. I had, I had the building department, the fire department come four times that night, the first night, to check if we were closing. Granted, I get it's a serious thing, yeah. yeah. but put the hammer down like that? Are you kidding me? Like, we're, we're just figuring it out. Nobody, we didn't even know what the rules were. Like, they didn't even post them anywhere. It's like it was a, the poor people in Hoboken, they found out on Channel 12 what the rules were. You yeah. know? So it, it's a difficult time, but uh, it, about 30% of the restaurants are not going to reopen after this because we're going to get uh, two hit. So what you said, but... Uh, there's going to be for us. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle, how do you think this is going to impact? Because I, I mean, I think with the fitness industry, you know, I don't, I'm a nutritionist, and I used to be a trainer back in the day. I saw oh, that's amazing. Yeah, about getting a NASM too. I saw you were uh, certified. Yeah. So full-time nerd, you know, just crushing it. But I mean, I think the fitness industry evolved a lot over the years, especially with the internet. And I think now with this quarantine life, a lot of people are seeing that there are businesses that can thrive. Like, Mm -hmm. so kind of, if you had like, uh, you know, a magic wand and you could, you know, five years from now kind of have your dream life of fitness or, you know, where where do you see, you know, your fitness career going or hopes and dreams for that? Or maybe some things that you've seen change even when you just started getting into this? Um, I really think that this whole quarantine and the coronavirus has opened up a whole different level of online fitness stuff. And like, I would love to have an at-home spin studio and like production, like a whole thing of live streaming classes. I mean, if you have it done the right way, it's a little complicated with Zoom and all this stuff right now, still trying to figure out the technology. But if you have it set up the right way, it's something that's always going to be amazing. Like things that are thriving right now during these quarantines are like TikTok, social media, besides like hand sanitizer and grocery stores. But <laughs> TikTok first and then you hand sanitize. Anything that's yeah. online is like this whole online fitness world is really like opening up into a whole new world right now. And I feel like, you know, just Peloton and all these other things that have been before online, it's going to open up a whole other thing because I think it's just going to be a like it's going to be bigger than it ever has been now, even after the sense. We're going to see how much they need it. You have so much more um, of a client base now because people are just scrolling on Instagram. If you're like, yeah, they don't have to be from this town. Exactly. They could be from anywhere. Like we just interviewed somebody. um, He lives in New York Mm -hmm. and he had people in his, like he's an online fitness trainer at the moment because that's like how he's obviously training people, but you have people from Australia in his class, England. So I mean, like if you're hashtagging right and like people are seeing you and you're promoting your posts, I told him, I was like, honestly, I would prefer to just work out at home at this point, like even after this is over. So I think it kind of opened up a whole new market for you guys. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, can't lie though there's nothing the same as being in the room with the people yeah, I'm, I'm a there's class not. person too like i love being in class because otherwise i'll just slack in my li- i'm like i can't look at my living room floor anymore like i'm over <laughs> done <laughs> i'll never forget when i was in a class i'm like i could do this i'm like i didn't know what to expect i used to i wrestled back in high school i've spanned once or twice to cut weight but i'm like i don't know what to expect so i'm sitting there first of all i see her mom for the first time in eight years she takes <laughs> her class every saturday so i see her mom for the first time i'm like shaking because i'm like I'm like, what do I, so I'm wearing a, a thousand zip Adidas tracksuit with a wife beater underneath. And but you I'm call like, it a wife beater, not a, not a tank top. So I'm wearing a guinea tee. All right. I'll take it. I'm wearing a guinea tee and 
I'm like, uh, she's like, oh, you got to take the jacket. I'm walking with like a Pellegrino. I'm like, what's going to happen here? So <laughs> I'm like, put me in the back. I'm like, do not put me anywhere. So anyway, so I'm going in and everyone's like getting going. She starts warming up. I, I was trying not to look at her. She goes, all right, that was the warm up. I'm like, I couldn't even walk by the warm up. So then I'm like, I'm going on. And then I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm riding, whatever. I'm like, I can't even stand up anymore. I said, this, I thought I was in shape. I stand it 15 hours a day. And I'm like, you know, not fit, but I'm like, not like lazy, you know. Anyway, so I, I get, so I had this all worked out. So we're going to the last thing. She's just going, everybody up. I'm like, holy shit. And I jumped up because I felt the energy that she was getting. I'm like, oh my God. And I sprung up and I like finished it out. But uh, I, I was supposed to bring like, I got her a whole bunch of like obnoxious show and the flowers. And I was supposed to walk to go get them from like, I gave them to like the hostess. What do you call it? The hostess, the front door girl over there. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I got off the bike. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk when I got off the bike. So like, uh, that's it. I was sitting there. My legs almost dropped. So you get a good workout in the class too, but, uh, yeah, it's, if I'm at home, and whenever if spin instructors, they're always like, "Turn it to the left." I'm like, mm, "I'm not." Yeah, I, fuck off. <laughs> can't see me not turning it to the left right now, so I'm gonna just like you just like bruise. grab the knob and like just go like this yeah. and pretend. I pretend you're to turn the knob it, all but, the time. Yeah. So Michelle, watch out for that when we come. Thank to her, her, thank God her class they don't check what like RPM whatever you want to call it is at because like, like, I'm, I'm like I'm like guys oh, yeah I'm bringing it down like you're telling me I'm like did not touch the button once. <laughs> I had to make it to the end. So here's a question I have for you because like you guys are like real life couple goals. Let's just talk about that. But so I think this is, we, we were looking up some like cool couple questions mm-hmm. before. So if you could wake up tomorrow and have gained one quality from each other, what would it be? Maybe something that you lack. Cause I think a lot of times in a partnership, you know, they always, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in opposites attract for longevity. Well, let's play this game with us because even though we're not a partner, like, I wish I was more organized like you. I wish you were more I, I was going to say something along those lines. I was say, like, I'm kind of like, you know, during the week, I'm kind of, you know, just putting it together just to get to work every day because I work a lot on this, this, and that. And I'm like, sometimes I wish she's, like, very put together. And, like, she's very, like, I still wear, like, to work, like, gap jeans with holes in them. Like, you know, like, like in my crop. She's, I'm like, but she's always put together and, like, she takes the time. I'm like, I think about the way I look going to work all the time. Like, unless I'm in the dining room, very little because I'm changing the kitchen lights. But she always has her... uh she always coordinated, and uh, pe- I appreciate that. I, mean, I, I appreciate her the way she takes care of herself in a way because I kind of beat myself up until the last point, you know. And uh, it's it's it, it, I should be taking care of myself better, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, all right. So Michelle's yes. gonna rub. That's that's an easy thing to change. We've stayed in relationships way with way worse red flags. Yeah, so yeah, jeans sure. are like nothing from You're the gap. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Michelle. Um, I was gonna say it's so hard to say because we actually are so similar. Like he's so clean and OCD about his apartment and I'm the same way like I'm trying to think of something but the only thing I could think of is like when he knows he has to go to work he just turns it on and he can like just get into that work mode right away for me it takes a little bit of a transition to like leave his place get settled I need a little more like prep like I need a little more transition time from like Ben Michelle to relax weekend Michelle to like I'm always like I'm always like yeah Michelle. like I do merchandising also for workout clothing at my spin studio so like whatever mode I'm in it like takes me a little bit to like transition and he just like can turn it on in a second he's like okay got like he his time work like work mic is on Michael. Whatever, whatever <laughs> I've learned over the years just don't like like going to work turn it not going to work turn it into a thing I would go no matter what I would it could have been a Back in the day, I could have been out till seven in the morning party in a club in the city. I'd still show up there twelve o'clock when I had to. So I never let going to work not go. I, let, I never accepted not going to work as an option. And like now, it's like I'm like, oh, she'll be over. I'm like, oh, we'll sleep until like twelve. I'll go a little bit late. 
but like 9 30 10 o'clock rolls around i start getting the itch i'm like i gotta get out of here mm-hmm. you know unfortunately but that's for the better at least you know no matter. her first job when oh she was God. like out of the womb basically so i think that happens yeah. when you have that work ethic from such a 13. young age you don't know anything your family asked you to open a small business at 13 let me guess <laughs> <laughs> The yeah. Italian way. But but I could I probably could have been like, you know, I could have been like, listen, this is what we're doing and you guys are coming with me. They would be just not. they would be like just clean the whole yeah. house. So that was Christy's yeah. first job basically. I was like Cinderella. Oh. But no, um, I did I started working in middle school. So I get that. Like I I <laughs> I worked in an Italian restaurant for like eight, nine years, and it was a family-owned restaurant. And once you work in a restaurant for a little bit, you learn a lot about life. Yeah. So, character. I mean, I was like part of the family. I mean, there was times where me and like the son and his daughter, like we would be out till like four or five o'clock in the morning. I'd be bartending at 10 o'clock with like sunglasses on. But you know, <laughs> it's like part of the whole like-ness of having a homegrown restaurant, I think. Especially yeah. the Italian one. Like, you, you know, your people that come in are like family and... I don't know. We, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of kept, I kind of kept, you know, what I, one thing I never did was kind of like ghost past a certain level of comfort with the customers. Like yeah. I, I'm friendly. They all know me. A lot of them have my cell phone number and reservations for orders, mm-hmm. but I never really went out with them and stuff like that. Oh, Michelle, no, maybe no, no. once or twice. Yeah. But, but I know, I know a lot of people that get caught up with doing that bullshit. They're, they start the bartenders. They start dating the friggin' uh, the people coming to drink and they start hooking up don't shit where you eat. You never, oh, yeah, of food. course not. You don't want to feel awkward when people walk into the restaurant to spend money. Like but that's advice I have for anyone who's younger in the industry. Don't go down that road. It's yeah, better off. Good advice. And don't start like drinking on the job. That's that. another and don't start drinking on the job is right too. Cause that's a slippery slope. Also, I feel like a lesson people have to learn the hard way when you just, you know, you get drunk and then you shit where you eat. And then you're like, Ooh, two lessons Ooh, for one. Didn't yeah, sign up for like that today. No. Yeah. You don't want to do that. I'll no go. Yeah. So, uh, and then, you know, it's crazy because I'm like really personal with the cup. My family was always in the kitchen. Like my dad, my, they were, always in the kitchen and they would go in the dining room once a night just say hi to people and like no one knew them and then i kind of came uh my dad we, we would say i'd be in the dining room one night a week just to kind of see what's going on i changed a lot of stuff when i went out there because i didn't like the way it was going on because we didn't have a family member out front and you know you know trust really family members and uh it was funny because they my grandfather had more of a person my grandfather died before i was born actually so what's interesting about the queen is i'm kind of I got to know my grandfather through the business he started. And like, even though we never met, he died three months before I was born. Uh, so it was kind of like, yes, I'm carrying his legacy, but I'm also getting to know him and his ways, mm. like I'm, like doing certain stuff, like cleaning the broccoli or up. Like, like even like when I was doing prep work, my dad would be like, oh my God, your, your grandfather would kill you if you saw here cleaning this bro- broccoli or up. Just like certain stuff like that. You feel like a little bit of a connection. And uh, uh, it was interesting. Anyway, so he had a personality more so like mine than my, uh, my dad's very more of an introvert. Michelle, would you say my dad's more of like an introvert kind of? Mm. He's like, but my dad's a very touching, like deep guy. Like I had people, people tell me all the time. He goes, last time I talked to your dad, I started crying. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, words, but when he speaks, it's very profound. His, his quote, his saying is the dog that doesn't bark bites. That's his line. So, okay, like so but, and he's like very sentimental, like, he keeps relationships with all these, like his professors and all this shit. Like, and like he, he's, but he's not as like, you know, people in the dining room, they love him, but it's not like, Oh, let's have a great time. He's like serious guy. But my grandpa was like, we're walking the, the dining room. People say they thought a celebrity walked. It was like, people go, Oh my God, Tony's here. And like, he would kiss everybody. Like I'm kind of more like that. I don't, you know, it's just different, different uh, things. But I could say this now I'd be nothing without my father's uh, training. And still I learn something every day. So I can't That's take any credit for it. 
It's yeah, a good balance of the two of them, probably. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. This is good. <laughs> if I didn't change it to my kitchen whites every every day, I would. Uh, I'd be a little. It, it's very humbling doing uh, doing the kind of work we do, and uh, it's you're working hard and clean. And uh, yeah, granted, on my day off we do nice shit, but like on Monday you come in, and it's you're going back back a generation working like an immigrant. So it's kind of yes. it's kind of I, I appreciate that. that yeah. You guys bring so much happiness. I mean, I think with both of you and both of your careers, you know, like fitness and even what Christy does as a hairstylist, like we were kind of talking about this before, like, you know, you are a source of joy for so many people right now. And I think that is kind of why people are feeling a little lost and like in Mm -hmm. these kind of shitty moods, because you go to class and you go and talk to your instructor and you're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. I'm, I'm going through shit and I sweat that out. Or you go and you have a meal with a friend you haven't seen for a while and you make memories. I mean, all of my memories is Sunday dinners and, you know, like all that kind of stuff Or Christy was saying, you know, you get, she makes somebody look beautiful. I mean, those are things you don't really get. And I think a lot of people are missing that right now, which is like kind of tough. So like, what are some things that you guys are doing to kind of like, you know, keep your mood up right now and and kind of, especially because, you know, you Mike are like such a workaholic and you are as well. Um, I'm sure his schedule is a little bit more glorious than yours is, but, uh, (laughs) Cause it's worse than mine too, but I'm a whole too. So like, what are you doing to keep yourself up and like, or a guilty pleasure that you shouldn't feel guilty yeah. about? I just had to drill off my uh, gel extension nails. I see you still have your nails on, which I really need to know. Oh my God. <laughs> those are good. Those are good. Those, oh pleasure. my God. <laughs> They're Shit up with them. <laughs> the, yeah. I ordered a nail drill, a UV gel light. I'm like, I got it all. My spa right treatment. She, she had the time to organize. I redid her, my uh, entire closet. closet I made two like, giveaway bags for two of my best friends who I met at my uh, studio, huh? and I just divvied it up just now. Actually, right before this, I don't right. know what to do to them, but um, everything's organized. I have no drawer left to organize, but I'm a task oriented person, and I need stuff to do, or else I go nuts. So I went on a walk for three miles. I'm cleaning up my closets. I'm trying to figure out my nail situation. I self-panned. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I mean, you look great. I so you're it. crushing yeah, it. You're, I, I was like, this you're is doing collectively the ugliest I've ever felt in my life. But there are <laughs> people who are just like really crushing this life, this mm-hmm. like really self-beauty thing. I'm learning nothing new about beauty, obviously, but like you girls are crushing it. So good for you. I have to do my own <laughs> fill. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Yeah, Christy will keep be you in the loop. <laughs> I mean, for me, what I've been doing is, you know, I don't get a lot of spare time and like peace and quiet. So like, I've been trying to just like, I can't sit still. Like it's a bad thing. Like I've literally, I can't believe I'm not pacing in circles right now just for the sake of the connection. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I watched Ozark like, just because it's like, it's all about funneling money through like legitimate businesses. And it's kind of like, Oh, I've seen people do that before. You know? Yeah. It's like, Oh, they open up a small business. They're putting some money through. Great. Anyway. So the, uh, so like what I've been doing, I've been trying to like get away from the, I never watch TV and I don't have a TV in my bedroom. We've had this conversation with me and her 50 times. Should we put a TV in my bedroom or not? I don't have And one. I'm like, I, I said, you know what? I don't really want it because I don't want to be sitting in bed watching TV. I want to like if we're in bed and enjoy our time together. It's a slip. Yeah, so I'm blessed enough to live in like, I moved to this great apartment building here, Riverhouse 11. And it's like, they have like all these fucking crazy amenities. Like I never use an amenity. I pay all this money. I never use an amenity once. She's telling me, oh, they got a golf simulator in here. I'm like, I have no, she golfs. I, I mean, I used to golf when I had time a little bit, but so we figured that out. 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. all I do is I go on the, we got like a nice rooftop and I'm right across from where actually the USS, the US Navy vessel comfort is. So like, I just sit out there for four hours a day with ear, the ear, what are they called? The earphone, the earpods, earpods in. And uh, I listen to a little music and I'll bring a cocktail or two outside. And that turned into like the peace and quiet kind of turned into my hobby of some sort. I got a puzzle, a oh. custom puzzle made 2000 piece, which was a mistake. I, I like sat there. Three fucking hours, and I had four pieces together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris is a puzzle queen, so she can I do already, Michelle's nails and yeah. then help you with a puzzle, and I will just bring uh, I have to tequila. just do projects. Like, I'm a very creative person, so I've just been, and I, <laughs> everyone makes fun of me, but I've been crocheting, like, making blankets and shit. Oh, her mom crochets. Yeah. But I keep running out of yarn. <laughs> so I, oh I have to start new projects because I don't have enough of the same color. So I have, like, four of them going, but, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But I have to do something. I do what you got to so do to get I get it. Time. I, I suggest getting a watercolor painting kit. I just randomly started doing it, and it's been really fun. Oh, good. It's, you it's like all my food oriented. Too, right, oh, yeah, diamond painting. So I'm painting food. So we'll talk about restaurant. his restaurant business. I painted an artichoke. I painted... Oh. Um, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'd hang it in my mm-hmm. restaurant. I'll send you the pictures yeah, and the book. It was a good book that showed me the four steps of how to do it. And I kind of tried to replicate it. And it was really fun. And then we just rub off of each other. And you start I painted, yeah. um, I don't even know. I painted a carrot and then I threw a piece of lettuce on top of it. Like real lettuce, just <laughs> like messing around on my Instagram. Yeah, I, I like how people are having fun on their social media now. It's kind of it's like, granted, this is a fucked up time, but like, it's like people are doing their shit in their house. It's like, well, you can do it to have fun. Like I'm like, cooking but like i'm using techniques that i'm like not gonna use at the restaurant like complete like and like moving. i'm slicing garlic with a fucking razor blade you know (laughs) but this is also a great time to you know um learn new experiences and like create new things because here's my shrimp cocktail i painted this shrimp that looks very real i threw a cocktail sauce on top of it and who doesn't love shrimp cocktail i could go on a straight shrimp cocktail diet i'm about to what's your favorite italian dish let me ask oh that's a tough question i would say eggplant parm oh good choice who are you, Christian? I like anything with like brisciotte and cheese. She's a cheese whore. I love cheese. She was like, okay. "Do they make fresh mozzarella?" And I was like, Ooh, oh. "Do we make fresh mozzarella?" Like, we get our I plan to have a fresh mozzarella bar at my wedding. Like, I need cheese <laughs> at my wedding and cigar rolling. Those are two definite two necessary things. Necessary, yeah. What did I say? We I so I started like I did. I'm gonna come clean. I didn't own a pot or a pan. I own a restaurant. And I never owned a pot or a pan for my apartments. So I'm like, shit, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do all day? So I, I'm like, I'm like calling my mom. I'm like, Ma, you got any extra pots or pans? Because I'm like, I'm like, what am I taking with the restaurant? Those things take 20 minutes to heat up. It's so big. So she's like, yeah. yeah. So I, like, my parents drove down and like socially distancedly dropped all the stuff off. And like, so now I got like two pots, two pans. So I've been like using them a little bit. It's like, okay, but I just don't like to clean up. That's my only issue. No, I, I, when I, when I cook, I clean up. The chef cleans When you finish a job, make, you should make it look like you weren't there. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm like, eh, I don't think I want to dirty this. But like, you got time to clean up. That's the only thing. This is actually a great transition because we wanted to do a little rapid fire yeah. question. So we're gonna just ra- we're gonna just rant off some questions, and then I don't know how you want to do. If you want to do Michelle answers first, ladies first, and then you can go, Michael. So okay. favorite um, Italian dish that you can't live without, Michelle. Um. Okay. Rapid fire. How many seconds do I have? Just go. Whatever comes to your head. It might not even be Italian. Favorite meal. Yeah. You know. What did you say? Chicken parm? Michael? Clams or egg and egg. 
No. Okay. I know. Goodfellas or Bronx Tale, Michelle? Goodfellas. Goodfellas. I'm in agreement on that one. Same. I'm a Bronx Tale girl. Nah. Bronx Tale has some banger life Ugh. lessons in there, but Goodfellas I could watch literally 20 times a day. Yeah. And I mean, the cooking scene, forget about it. It's currently, I think I saw that on your Instagram page. Actually, the the uh, I was I was using razor blade to cut the garlic. That's why I'm like having fun with it. I'm joking around. Okay. Um, espresso or cappuccino? Espresso. I don't do caffeine. I I stay away from it. I, I do espresso if I really wow. need it. Okay. Yeah. Last time he took an espresso, he started singing uh, his own concert. Oh, okay. All right. So, so you really do have a lot of natural energy. Okay. No. Okay. This he is knows a, that for sure. This is a very important question. Is it mozzarella or mozzarella? Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah. But, I mean, I just call it mozzarella. Like, that's a term they're short. I have to say it so many times in a goddamn day, but uh, it's okay. mozzarella. Yeah. Is it a calamari or a galamad? <laughs> So I, I, this is an easy question, but I get in a fight. Everyone's like, "It's not, it's not calamari." I'm like, I say because it it's like fun to say it like that because I don't give a fuck because we have the best calamari in New York. So I'm gonna call it calamari. That's why. Calamari, calamari, get the fuck out of yeah, my restaurant. Calamari, get the fuck out. Yeah, that's the new title. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is another very big debate. That should be the title: <laughs> gravy or sauce. Oof. I know. I ask hard hitting questions. I say sauce. Okay, so. I say my we say sauce. My family gravy is is more of a meat based thing. Sauce is the tomato based thing. But they actually interviewed my dad about this for the New York Times. Like they asked the expert about the question, and he said sauce. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm yeah. going to go with sauce. We're too. with sauce too. So okay, uh, Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? Ooh, neither. <laughs> neither. Okay, who's your favorite uh, like mobster movie guy? <laughs> I think about this. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I know, I know. We're, these are these are hard hitting Italian. If you you know, we got any iota of an Italian. I, can you not say James Gandolfini? I mean, that's the only thing. No, you can say you him. You definitely can. I'm, I might have to say him just because it's a, a Jersey based situation. At the beginning of this quarantine, just started this, and I have like four episodes left. I started like season one, episode one, and that's I a good move. Then, then I I stay up till five in the morning watching. That's the thing. I have. It's a good one. I have. Okay, it's, it's been rough. Um, <laughs> Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin? Frank Sinatra. Sam Sinatra. That's an easy one. Look, I just want to show you behind here. I have a picture. This is Frank Sinatra at the Sands Hotel in 1972, Ooh. walking oh. through the kitchen uh, with his crew, his bodyguard. Uh, I had it blown up in like for my apartment just because it speaks to me. That's a but, good picture. <laughs> All right. So we have two more. Ready? So uh, do you say Maron or Fafangul? <laughs> Both. Maron. Both. <laughs> Maron. Okay. Maron. Okay. Uh, and a Barolo or a Cab? What do you prefer in red wine? But you're drinking white wine, Michelle. So I don't know. You yeah. might have a different answer. We're red I'm wine. Rosé right now. Rosé? But okay. I do. Michael has really opened up my red wine world. I'm going to tell you the red wine to drink. I'm going to stand up and might lose connection. Hold on. I was going to say, I this had is a actually a question we had part. too. If you could only pick one red wine yeah. to serve at your restaurant for the rest of your life. No, the answer. I know the answer. And he actually found it when we were dating eight years ago. Actually, the first time I had it, we were uh, dating. The first time her family rented a shore house in the Jersey Shore. And I was younger. I wasn't involved in such a highfalutin life yet. And all all her her stepfather's friends were all Italian, great people. And uh, they had like a case of the thing. And they're like, like, oh, you want a glass of wine? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know what you're drinking? I'm like, yeah. And like the people that ordered at my restaurant, like the people I looked up to, like they were 
good high rolling customers. They were like good, good Italian Americans. Tignanello and like I had it for the first time. And it's always been I call it mind altering wine because when I drink it, I feel like I made it, even though I'm not there yet. Yeah, but like we're definitely gonna have to get a bottle of this. Yeah. yeah it's like it's actually oh, wow. on back order. It's on back order right now. Oh. Uh they they what you call it. They they after each vintage, like when 16 is done, it's a Cabernet, Cabernet Franc mix, but it's a Super Tuscan. It was the first Super Tuscan released in the New York market in the 70s. So like it's symbolic to like the Italian restaurants in New York. It was the first high-end wine they were selling. And uh, you can't get it because they, they built the hype for the next year or whatever. So we December, I had parties there drinking like 15 bottles of this, and I didn't have enough. So I'm going calling back. I got people that are in LBI getting bottles of thing in L for me. They're bringing them to Brooklyn. I got to go. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to say no to people when it comes okay. to the law. All right. Well, we're going to definitely have to look into that. Yeah, well, this sure. has been so fun. I mean, before we go, just like let people, we want to say thank you for it. So yes. obviously it's yeah, been amazing. I think we're going to be homies for life. Like I think. Yeah. It's just we, like and that. we are like, Super excited to come visit you guys at the restaurant as and soon the spin as it's over. For sure, be a class. Class. I might die, but we're coming. Yeah, but I so might die. Let people know maybe a little bit more about where they can find you on social media. If you have any yeah. websites where they can slide in the DM and just let people know how Don't they slide can... into my girlfriend's DM too no. much. Of <laughs> no, no, <laughs> only if you're signing up for spin class. You yeah. know, some the some bodies are slide into her DM after they eat at your restaurant. They have to work it off. You guys talk about this is like the whole strip mall future yeah, that's plan. I also want to tell you guys i think it's so inspiring and so cool that you started this whole thing and you had this plan to do this podcast now during this i really think that's really right. cool we were saying yeah. it's cool like when, when normally we've we would be able to have it. this kind of conversation with yeah people. we've been talking about it for like a year and then it kind of just worked itself out that it happened right now that's so, so cool uh, and we just love meeting new people so yeah it's really kept our interaction up i think Listen, this is the most this is the most entertaining i used to like when we go out, we sit in bars and we hang out. We meet new people all the time. I yeah. meet people on vacation that still come to eat at the restaurant. Like, yeah. it's like, this is like, you know, meeting new people, I guess. It's I feel like I'm sitting, we're drinking wine. We're sitting next to each other. <laughs> You know, having a good time. Life is about connections and just learning from, I think, each other. And like, that's what it is. You know, it's like a lot of times people, I think, wait until longer in life to be like, this is wisdom I got. And I'm always like, just tell me now because I want to yeah. just learn everything. We want to just absorb it all. Now. Yeah. So. I, I want to also say something It'd be interesting to hear back from us after the restaurants are reopened. Uh, I could tell you the way oh, they're yeah. reopening it. They're going to open not full occupancy first. They're going to open to 25%. And then once things slow down, then 50%. So it's going to be slow road probably at the end of the summer to about 100%. But just to see how that's going, uh, I think the listeners would be interested in that. Definitely. And we'd love to yeah. talk to you guys and drink them on. Yeah, For we sure. can report we're live. Gonna, we're going to do a live recording, actually, we'll do, at the we'll restaurant. We'll report live with mics and everything. Yeah, yeah. Christy <laughs> might be a blonde by then, so it could be three will. blondes drinking wine. So guys are going to be we'll confused. We're going to look completely yeah. So, Michelle, where can people find you and how can they sign up for some of your classes? Uh, So Mishi is my Instagram, S-O-M-E-E-C-H-Y. And my place that I work for is RideReflect.com. And there's an app and you can do a one-time class or you can do the um, online introductory thing. Or if you live in the area of more... Town or Bernardsville, Beville, <laughs> and come in person once we're open again. <laughs> awesome. awesome, cool beans. And Michael, where's the wait list? There's a wait list usually, though. I couldn't get in one class I want. I, was like, wait. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> enough people to get in. Not with online. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do. We know a girl who. Can yeah. get <laughs> we got it in. Um, so, and then and where then can me, people find all the things food related, amazing? You know, while we're dieting and trying to look good, um, where can they find you? I have a personal uh, Instagram that's at uh, Michael Vitiello, uh, and then the restaurant's Queen, at Queen Italian Restaurant. 
the queen, the restaurant one is a little bit more serious because we got, you know, there's people watching us on there. People mm -hmm. trying to steal techniques. I do more of the, the behind the scenes stuff on my personal because you can't give away all the secrets. You know, they got other people at restaurants. Yeah. I watch when I see people, oh, is he on that restaurant? He wants to know how we make, make croquettes. Oh, yeah. Go fuck yourself. The class. <laughs> go, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Go out and go fuck yourself. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, so thank you guys us. so much. It's been so no, we appreciate you. It. Yeah, cool. so it was wonderful talking to you guys. I hope you have a great anniversary. Yeah. Get to celebrate thanks this for letting weekend. us celebrate with you guys. So cheers, cheers to that. We'll, I don't think cheers, hello. Yeah, yes, good to see you guys. Right, good guys. luck. You're doing a great job, all right? Thanks. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Thank Ciao. you. Bye. Ciao. Ciao.